morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is you're listening to this podcast. Welcome back to the Becoming JLS One Show. We are here on episode number 10. Wow, it's been a journey so far, and I'm super, super, super excited. Uh, I'm super pleased with how the progress of the podcast has been going. Uh, I'm joined today by a newly initiated fraternity brother of mine, Mr. Rami Zaini, um, a sophomore here at the University of Miami with myself, and I've gotten to know a lot about Rami during the course of our time here at the University of Miami, but more specifically during our pledging process that we've really been enduring this entire uh, semester. It's been tough, but it's been very rewarding, and I'm sure we'll kind of touch more uh, into that during the course of our conversation. But I'd like to pass the microphone over to Rami now, give him a chance to introduce himself, and we'll jump right into this thing. Thank you so much, Shay. Thank you for having me. Um, Yeah, my name is uh, Rami Zaini. I'm a sophomore here at the University of Miami. I'm studying uh, legal studies with a minor in finance and another minor in art. And uh, honestly, just been enjoying my time here. Awesome. So, man, let's jump right into it. Let's talk more about you. What are some of your passions? What are some of your hobbies? What are you looking to get into in life, really? Yeah, of course. I mean, I got to say, I I really enjoy jumping from passion to passion. Um, Kind of throughout the past five years, I've really just hopped around. I'll get super, super in-depth into something. I'll know everything I can about it. And then, you know, three to six months later, I'll kind of get bored, jump to something else. So right now I'm kind of head in the sand, really about aviation, commercial, general, military, kind of the whole nine yards about that. I'm really interested in getting my private pilot's license if I can, but uh, really, really been loving that. And outside of that, I haven't had too much time. As you mentioned, the pledging process kind of takes up uh, uh, a lot of mental effort, but it's, uh, it's just as fun. And honestly, I'd consider that whole professional development aspect and other passion. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit more about this aviation passion of yours. Is this something that you would say is kind of newly founded or something you've always really been interested in as a child or what? Yeah, I think uh, I was talking with my dad about this earlier because I don't remember too, too much when I was younger. But from what he told me, I was, I've always been really into planes. Um, I was very fortunate enough to be able to travel at a young age and just being able to get in this, you know, metal bird that, uh, from its own power kind of just takes off and you're in the sky and eight hours later you're in a completely new different place different country that always fascinated me when I was a kid um, you know I had a bunch of model planes our Christmas ornaments we always had a bunch of planes on them and kind of over time I I don't want to say grew out of it but kind of fell out of love with it mm-hmm. and then maybe about a year or two ago I just kind of my passion for this kind of stuff reignited and I've just been deep diving as much as I can so even, I guess, maybe even outside of aviation, you jump around from passion to passion and you're looking to really explore and get to know a lot about whatever it is that you're interested in at the time. How do you usually immerse yourself kind of within that passion? Yeah, so I can I can use aviation or even uh, a, a previous passion of my chest as kind of an example. Usually I'll stumble upon it just by, you know, I'll get bored one night, um, I'll kind of run down the rabbit hole of YouTube and I'll end up, you know, a million miles away from where I started on a topic that I go, you know, huh, this actually is kind of interesting. So with aviation, um, what happened was I, uh, this, this new flight simulator came out that was graphically revolutionary. Watched a video on that on YouTube and I go, huh, this is it's pretty interesting. Watched another video and another video. And all of a sudden I found myself really liking aviation. Mm-hmm. So I look up, you know, how do you tell different planes apart, you know, on YouTube? Right. And then I, you know, watch a couple of videos on that. And you learn as you're watching these videos, a small tidbit, like, oh, you know, becoming a pilot takes five years. 
huh, okay, that's interesting. Let me look up, you know, what does pilot training look like? And then in that video, you'll learn something about like, oh, you know, he'll, he'll mention, oh, you want to adjust flaps to this and then change air to fuel mixture. And you go, oh, I don't know that much about air to fuel mixture. Let me research that. Or while I'm watching the video, I'll look up a term that I don't know on Wikipedia. Or, you know, if I'm bored one day and I'm like waiting in line at Starbucks, I'll go to, you know, if it's cars, I'll go to road and track. If it's, uh, you know, military aviation, I'll go to popular mechanics. I'll look up like news articles about kind of these more recent topics. Right. And then I'll read those and then I'll find something in there that I don't know. So I'll research that. And it's just kind of building and building and building and building and building. So I guess, I don't know if it's a skill or not, but just the, like, I love going down the rabbit hole of a certain topic and just, you know, I'll learn and I'll learn and I'll learn and I'll learn and I'll immerse myself. That's a big word. I was actually going to hint at that word, you know, before you even said it is just, I think the two eyes in what you said are both immersion and investment. And with immersion of just immersing yourself really into deep into whatever it is you're interested in. But I guess I'm flipping to that, that other eye, which is investment. And in this case, the aviation, investing in that program that'll kind of help to propel you uh, into either whether it be your private uh, pilot's license or just really to propel you, I guess, more so in your interest. But on the separate end of the investment is also the investment of time of just really ensuring that this is, I guess, more so solidifying this passion, because it seems as though this passion of yours has lasted a lot longer than ones that you may have previously mentioned. And so with the investment of time is just realizing and understanding if this is what I'm passionate about, uh, this is an interest of mine, this is what it takes to become, I wouldn't even call it an asset, but I guess a lot more knowledgeable in this area. So I guess my next question would be, now that you really have an investment of time in this passion, as a college student, as I'm sure many college students listen to this podcast, how are you able to really invest your time into a lot of these passions and interests while also balancing, I guess, the day-to-day of being an active student? Yeah, of course. Um, well, for me, I guess it starts with a kind of mindset approach to it. Um, and I know you've talked a lot about mindset before, but just kind of approaching it with the mindset of not, not so much... I have to, you know, I have to balance this and I have this and I have so many things going on and I can't do this. I, I'm more of approach it with, you know, say aviation is my passion. I want to do, I want to get into it and do research and invest my time. I look at everything that I have to do for school and then I'll block out these sections of time where it's like, you know, maybe I have an hour in between classes. I could sit down and try to really crank out half an assignment, or I could take that hour, relax, chill out and kind of look into my passion or do more research in my passion or just watch a YouTube video or something like that. Because I, I try to take these smaller periods of time where you could get work done, but it's not going to be quality work, you know, half an hour, an hour, an hour and 10 minutes, something like that. Um, and that's when I'm, I'm really able to fit in these, uh, I guess, time slots of, of investing my time into other things, right. whether it's, you know, sending out emails for an internship or, you know, during the pledging process, you know, sending thank you emails or, you know, questions to, uh, to our VPMs or in terms of passion, just, you know, enjoying the time you have going for a walk and listening to a podcast about, uh, about aviation or listening to a podcast about productivity. Because for me, I'd rather, I'd rather get my assignments done after I'm done with all my classes when I have more free time and I can really put all of my effort in. Mm-hmm. Then be stressed in that one hour in between classes where now I didn't perform well on an assignment and I'm not going to my next class with the right mindset. Right. 
So let's break this down, I guess, for more of the college students that are looking for, I wouldn't even say like a how-to guide, but more of your personal philosophy or even ways of, of tackling life day by day. So how would you say that you're able to really stay organized, both in thought and in action? Well, in thought is a little bit easier for me than in action. Um, you know, practice what you preach. But I'll start with just, you know, the basic stuff. Um, and I learned this a little bit through the pledging process, but as I'm sure a lot of college students have, you know, have a, have a basic calendar. Um, I would really recommend an app like Fantastical. The way it works is it's natural language input. So instead of, you know, clicking a, a button and it's like, okay, I have to set my time to 1230 and then I type in lunch with this person and I have to click a box and then type in the address and then I have to check if all that's in. Fantastic how it works. You just literally, I would type in dinner with Jay at 1230 on Thursday at Intimo. Just type in that sentence. And all of a sudden it inputs everything. It even takes Intimo and puts the address in automatically. Oh, I never heard of that. So, Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I would, would highly recommend it. And that's on the practical end, you know, using reminders and stuff. Um, I even would go as simple as like, if you want to remember something within the next 24 hours, say I, you know, I need to go shopping at like 3 p.m. for some groceries. I'll set an alarm at 2.30 to go off and I'll be walking around and my alarm will go off and I'll be like, huh, why did that happen? Check and then I'll remember groceries. But I think for me, the more important end is on the, uh, like you said, the kind of mental end. I, I really try to live by uh, this quote that uh, I heard about for the first time. It was a, uh, a rock climbing instructor and he was instructing some Navy SEALs on, you know, how to rock climb. And one of these seals got maybe about halfway up the mountain and he got stuck. You know, he was, he was scared of the height, looked down. So the instructor kind of climbed over to him and asked him what's wrong. And the guy's like, I, I can't do this. I have so much wall left ahead of me. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not able to do this. And the instructor just said, listen, man, <clears throat> you have a, a three foot world around you that you can directly control and affect. You know, your arms reach plus maybe a little bit more. Right. So control everything that you can in those three feet, you know, have control over, over those three feet around you. And then all you got to do is take a step forward and then you control those three feet and you take another step, control those three feet. And all of a sudden you're where you want to go. So it's a very live in the moment kind of mentality. Um, like you said, approaching things day by day. Uh, I might be on, on the far extreme end of it. You know, sometimes the future does scare me, but very, very much live in the moment. You know, if something is happening today, deal with it today. If it's happening tomorrow, deal with it tomorrow. It's like that quote, man, it has me sitting here really, really thinking. Um, it's a very powerful quote. And I'm still, before I even speak on it, I'm still taking time to really interpret and really analyze that. And I guess maybe to revisit a point that you just mentioned about, about, you know, today being today, tomorrow being tomorrow. I feel like a lot of the time, this is, uh, this is kind of where, College students really, I wouldn't say differ in opinion, but more so differ in thought, which can be both a pro and a con. And I feel like sometimes we get, or I won't even say we as a collective, but more so me, because I can speak from, from my perspective of being a visionary sometimes has its pros and its con, where I'm looking so far ahead that I don't really appreciate the day-to-day. -day. It's I'm looking at more of the day-to-day -day as just tasks that will really help me to get to where I intend to be within those three to five years. I know in this podcast, a lot we've talked about goals, the importance of setting long-term, the importance of setting long-term goals, excuse me. And, you know, looking so far forward sometimes and really remembering why we are 
number one, in school, but number two, why we are, you know, training our mind to be so progressive and advancing in nature, where it's very important sometimes to just break down day by day. And I was actually home this past weekend to celebrate my mom's birthday. And she's like, wow, you know, you're, you become a very great listener. And, you know, I didn't shoot. I didn't think, you know, this is anything special. Like I thought I've always listened to people, but just learning how to more so be quiet, but, and listen to people speak. And I think that the certain environments that I've been able to place myself in, especially in the productive conversation, like we're having now is just sitting down listening. And I feel like that listening aspect is very underlined with, appreciating that day-to-day really hearing from people's experiences and learning from their perspectives and so taking these day-to-day taking these positive things from certain people that i'll meet it's just in the back of my head this long goal is still here it's still where you know it's still it's, it's not moving and i have to remind myself day by day like you said using these calendars and writing things down as all tasks to kind of move forward but also the importance of best setting mid to short-term goals as more so of like milestones just to check in, you know, for anybody that doesn't know me or for if you haven't picked it up by now, my intention after undergrad is to go to law school and eventually, you know, going to sports entertainment law. And for me, I'm thinking five years, six years down the line, but it's just, I have to pass this class first or this class first or whatever the case may be. And so I guess now what I'm getting at Rami, which my, my next question for you is, you mentioned before about your internship. And a lot of the time, internships are used to get that real world experience to start building that foundation of knowledge, of work, of research, of even work ethic in this case. So I guess maybe for college students, for those considering applying for internships, you have a goal in mind. I know that you and I have discussed it. We'll discuss it a little bit more. But can you walk us through maybe step by step of how you were able to secure this internship? Yeah, of course. I um I went by a little bit more of a unconventional path, I'd say, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it obviously very much depends on, on the field you're in. So this is by no means a, uh, a cookie cutter, follow this exact thing and it'll work because for some fields like finance, you know, you're going a year and a half out, you're talking to, to people, you're networking for the internship in two years. But what happened to me was, Kind of as we're going through this pledging process, internship was something in the back of my mind. You know, we talk about it a lot in our meetings. Um, <clears throat> my dad, being being an established businessman himself, um, has really stressed upon me the importance of getting an internship. But like we talked about earlier, you know, with uh, with the whole balancing time thing, I didn't balance my time properly this semester, and I felt really overwhelmed at certain times. So I, I wasn't able to you know look for these internships or invest as much time as I'd like to. So what happened was I woke up one day, it was, uh, it was a Tuesday, I got lucky, I didn't have class until 6pm that day, you know, check the, uh, the group me, you know, chat for my, uh, my apartment complex, the, the floor that I'm on. And uh, one of the head people had texted like, hey, there's a career fair going on on campus at the, uh, at the Watsko Center. You know, you don't have to register anything, just show up, dress code is business casual. But, you know, I saw that and I go, hey, what do I have to lose? Two hours? And I, I guess that ties back into the living in the moment attitude. It's very much like, you know, what do I have to lose? I might as well go experience everything I can. So I put on some nice, uh, nice slacks, a dress shirt, roll up the sleeves, and I walked over. And I just honestly, for the most part, I had, I printed out my resumes five minutes earlier and walked around. I was just having a good time chatting with some people. There were some aviation companies there that I just enjoyed talking to, you know, walked around. I got to know the industry of a couple different companies. I learned a lot about you know, things that I didn't know. 
and I stumbled by this, uh, this one company's table and, you know, I had some experience in the field they worked in, but not too much. And they just started a conversation with me. It was a lot less, you know, very basic, almost, I don't want to, I don't want to knock on bankers here, but you know, Morgan, it wasn't the Morgan Stanley ask, okay, what do you have to offer me? What can you do for me? Right. You know, what have you achieved? It was very much like, Hey, tell me about yourself and why we caught your eye. Right. And in return, what I felt like I got was from that company. I got, uh, I got interest as well. You know, they emailed me after the career fair. They wanted to set up a time to, to talk on the phone for an interview. Um, and I, I talked with a couple of people about this afterwards. I think what's more important, and I've talked with professionals about this as well. I think what's more important in an internship is not, you know, getting the big name, getting Morgan Stanley, getting Goldman Sachs, getting, you know, KPMG. It's, it's very much so, at least in my opinion, you know, you get something on your resume, but learn something about a field that maybe you're interested in or that you might want to go into, um, but do it in a way that doesn't kill you. I think it's really important that you go to a company that also wants you. Right. And that's what I felt like I got. And that's why I was, uh, and still am so excited to work with them this summer because I feel like they want to work with me as much as I want to work with them. So as you enter this, this internship and I guess this field of, um, of work for the summer, have you set your mind on this or these are a few either life skills or business skills that I want to come out of this internship with that you didn't enter with necessarily? I think the mentality, the attitude that I'm approaching it with is I want to, it's a, it's a remote internship, by the way. So I want to experience how do I work remotely? Mm-hmm. and you know i've i've had some a couple you know work opportunities before but this is one of the first real you know just straight corporate work opportunities that i've had for you know more of like more than a month or a month and a half um so i want to i want to experience what that environment is like and see is this something for me um obviously there's a couple of hard skills you know work with salesforce and that kind of stuff but i also want to see if i can you know get knowledge of what the back end of a company looks like. I'm personally very interested in uh, potentially going into operations, uh, maybe supply chain management. And so I want to see what that, you know, what that back end looks like for this company side. That's awesome. And the reason why I ask that is just because a lot of what I talk about and what I preach is intentionality, be intentional, be purposeful. And sometimes, you know, we get so caught up and I need to stack my resume or I need to have this activity here just for the sake of saying, hey, I did this or I did that. And it will some, I feel like some of these times, you know, you may agree or disagree, but some of it's even for bragging rights just to say, I've worked with JP Morgan. I work with Morgan Stanley, these big names. But as far as intentionality and purposefulness are concerned, placing yourself in positions where, number one, as you mentioned before, being valued, you know, sometimes you have, it's not just strictly limited to an internship, but in any environment that you enter, whether it be school, whether it be a friendship environment, whether it be a classroom, whether it be whatever you choose to do, where you're valued. And a part of that, which some people may interpret as arrogance or cockiness is understanding what you bring to the table. And this is not just from a work perspective, you're a hard worker, or you're compassionate or you're whatever. This is more of a, okay, because I've taken so much time to really hone in on some of these skills or hone in on my craft and this, this is what I bring to the table. 
And I think that sometimes when you have that very honest reflection and kind of self-evaluation, that gives you a little bit more clarity and understanding. Sometimes what's offered to you, your skill set may be a little bit more than that. But, you know, like I said, it has to be an honest, but also not a very cocky evaluation to say, I'm just so much more than this. And Rami, I like the mindset that you have where, you know, you're looking to come in and really soak up all knowledge. You, know, you have an idea, whether it be supply chain management or the organizational side of things, you know, that is what you want to do, or that's what you intend to learn. And I would say that you have a pretty solid grasp on what you bring to the table, which is which is very incredible. And I would definitely advise and encourage for those people that may be stuck. Like I'm currently in the process now, I'm still searching for internship for the summer. And it is currently April 18th. And I we're out for you know out of school in a month. But you know, needless to say, timing, timing is important, but it's not that important. That's a whole separate issue that I won't even even touch on today, you know, with pretty much. What's meant to happen is my personal philosophy that what's meant to happen or what's for you will be for you in due time, you know? And Rami, matter of fact, before I even, I won't even go too much into that, but how do you feel about that, about the timing of certain things? As far as, I wouldn't even say from a work perspective, but more of this life events in general. Yeah, so <clears throat> funny you mentioned this. I actually had, um, I had a great interview with one of the, uh, one of the brothers in, uh, in the fraternity uh pretty recently and I, I mentioned one of the questions that i asked her was you know hey i don't this was before i was able to secure the internship i said hey i don't have an internship yet um and it's you know the summer of my sophomore year am i behind like am i falling behind because it's something that you know i worried about my father worried about and i'm sure a lot of college students also worry about it's like am i falling behind am i am i where i should be am i not far enough you know am i not doing enough and she basically told me, like, if you don't have something yet, it's okay. Like, your life, um, you're, you know, maybe you might get a slightly better first job if you had one internship over another. But the path of your life isn't dictated by did you get an internship in college. It's dictated by, you know, your work ethic your ability to socialize, your ability to network, your ability to understand corporate politics. Um, you know, a lot of these professional development things that I feel aren't taught enough, um, but that's a separate issue. But it's not decided on did you get an internship in time. And I mean, look at me, I, I got my internship end of March, beginning of April. Um, you know, you said you're still looking, but I'm sure you're going to find one before, uh, before summer happens. You know, it's never too late. Uh, as long as you you look a little bit, you put in the work, you email a couple people, go to a career fair or two. And you, you talked about life, you know, life events. It's the same thing. You know, say you have friends who are getting married at 23 and you're not even with anybody. It's okay. Um, I guess one thing that took me a while to understand is your life is not their life. Absolutely. I love that. I love it. And honestly, I think that is a tremendous point to end on just the fact that accepting timing that's the hardest part especially when you surround yourself with such successful and aspiring individuals and I think joining this fraternity um during this entire process just being around people that were just accomplishing these ridiculous things and it's like you know to an extent is you're very proud to be to have access to these people but at the same time it's like damn sometimes I really feel behind I feel behind but like you said, everything is, is it's, it's going to come in due time. Just those certain 
certain things in life cannot change or waver though. Like Robbie mentioned, your work ethic. Work ethic is huge. Continue to work day in, day out. And I think that's just an incredible gem of advice, Robin. It's probably the biggest thing that I've taken from this podcast is just, just the acceptance of things happening in due time. That's that's great. And I guess I have one last question for you. For those that are listening, what is maybe one piece of advice or a piece of advice that you either learned through a book or maybe through trials and tribulations or through an isolated experience that you would give um, you know, to listeners? Yeah, I would have to say... Um... It's a, it's a quote by, I think, originally Maya Angelou, but I heard it for the first time from my father. And it's something that I didn't really notice until I started to pay attention. And then all of a sudden I saw it everywhere and I started to incorporate it a lot more in my daily life. And it's people will forget what you said to them. They may forget what you did to them or for them, but they will never, ever, ever forget how you made them feel. So you know, couple that with, um, with another quote that my father has told me, which is um, 99% of people only want two things in life. They want to feel like they're a part of something bigger and they want to feel like they're valued. So if you can make somebody feel valued, whether it is, you know, the barista at the coffee shop, the manager at your favorite restaurant, um, the teacher of one of your classes, or even your good friend or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, they will never forget that. And that is a connection that you'll have for life. That's awesome, man. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 1000, man. I appreciate you coming on to the show today. I feel like we've talked about a lot and, you know, this is 20 to 25 minute discussion isn't nearly enough. It's like you and I have a lot of very intellectual and thought provoking conversations. And, you know, I'm really glad to, to, to be around individuals like yourself that I can learn from. And I feel like I have so I have a lot as well to offer to you. Um, so listen, man, I appreciate it. For those that are looking to connect with Rami, I will attach his LinkedIn profile uh, to the description as well as his Instagram. He's a valuable contact to have. If you have any questions, I'm sure he would have no problem uh, answering them. Um, but thanks again to everybody listening. Uh, we will see you guys on episode 11. Stay hungry, stay humble, stay focused. You know what we always say. Y'all have a good one, man.